You're listening to Coach Talk, a podcast about coaching for improvement in health and social care. Here you will meet several international experts and coaches to discuss challenges, opportunities, models and tools that might be useful when you coach others to make improvements. Okay, and very welcome to our Coach Talk pod. And uh, today I see it's beautiful weather in Sweden and we are still in the pandemic. And my name is Nicoline Wackerberg and I'm the development leader from Culturum. The guest I have in the room is uh, Marie and Marie has been in quarantine for about more than a year. Uh, Marie, could you introduce yourself? Yes, uh, I am a mother to Jasper and he, he's got Down syndrome and severe heart problems uh, and some other diagnosis. And he is 26 and a half year. Yes, so that's also why you have been at home for more than a year to protect him. Yes. Yes, yes. But anyhow, even if you have been at home, you have been working not only the last year, but the last five years, very hard to, to um, increase patient involvement uh, and patient engagement in um, the organization of care. So could you, could you tell me a little bit more about it? Has that changed over time? What, what are your experiences about this? Uh... Both yes and no. Uh, on a personal level, uh, I can see that the people working with the patient are more aware of uh, that the patient has another perspective. But on a system level, nothing has changed, actually. There's a lot of talking about how to do it uh, instead of doing it. And I think it's because when you are far away from the patient, it's easier to, to forget that the patient is a human being at the, and that uh, it's easier to just talk about the patient. When you're close to the patient, you know that you, the patient is with you and the things you do will affect the patient in many, many ways. Mm -hmm. um, why do you think that that um, that it's it's more difficult when you are on a system level? Because you are are far away from the patient, and I think being far away from the patient is also increasing the fear of just doing it. Um, now you are talking about fear. Can you explain a little bit more? What kind of fear have you met? Uh, I think it's it's the the main part in it is to give away some power to the patient, and uh, also it it might be scaring to to think that the patient will know about what doesn't work in healthcare and you're afraid that the patient will see that you are not uh, perfect. Well, that, that can be very uh, hurtful. 
that the system is not perfect. So, so how mm. do you think they could cope with that? Um, um, how could we help that it would be a bit more easier? I think you have to see the patient as a co-worker. Uh, the patient isn't living on another planet or is another sort of people than you you are. So um, I think just do it is the best thing if you want to, to learn how easy it is because it's, it is easy. Help us to understand just do what? To involve the patient in everything you do, to uh, yeah, mm -hmm. to cooperate with the patient. Just do it. Um, do you need to, if you say just do it? Do you need a course to do that, or do you need uh, some um, guidelines? No. Or you need courage. You need courage to. And it's also uh, a lot about, I think co-production is all about you. It's not about the patient. It's all about you, your fear, your insecureness, or your, uh, what, what um, the things you're proud of in yourself and you know yourself. If you're safe in yourself, then uh, you, you don't have to be, be uh, frightened. Mm. Mm. Um, if, we, if we still talk a little bit about this, that, that maybe staff is, are feeling insecure, how to do it, and uh, maybe have fear, and you said you, they need courage, but what do you think are they most afraid of? Of what have you met that they are afraid of? Losing power. Losing, Losing power. power and not be the ones who knows best. Because they are so trained in, in uh, that they are, they know what's best and they, they know everything about healthcare. So they are trained as well to, to know best. Well, of course, they, they have been, uh, they have had a long education. So in, in, in what way, um, yeah, in, in what way can, can you find also the knowledge from the patient and not be afraid of losing power? You have to see that uh, it's not a competition. We have the same goal. We want the best, give the best care ever to the patient and the most competent care. Yeah, and they learned in, the, in their education and in all the articles that this is the best treatment to do. So I understand that, that they have some kind of knowledge. This is the best evidence-based mm. care we can offer. So when you have that, that knowledge, how can you co-produce it anyhow? together with the patient? How do you think you could do that? I think you have to find a deeper insight in what, that we have different knowledge. We don't, we are not uh, 
doing a competition here in who knows best and knows most. We have different knowledge and uh, I can see now after we are struggling a lot with uh, when Jesper was moving from pediatric care to adult care. When they had understood, the doctors understood my knowledge and that they might have, it might be good for them in their doing to listen to my knowledge. Uh, now when we have reached this goal, Jesper is having the best care ever. Yeah, because you see Jesper 24 hours a day. So of yeah. course you, you know a lot more about him than the doctors who sees him maybe half an hour. Of course. Months or whatever. Yes. Of course. And my knowledge, I don't, uh, I'm not challenging their uh, or saying that they don't know anything. Of course, they have the medical knowledge. Um, but I have other knowledge that they need to know about. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, you told me also before that uh, maybe the staff is afraid of uh, showing weaknesses in the system. Uh, mm. um, do you have any idea how, is, is that so? Or is this just something we think that, that can be uh, a part of uh, being afraid of showing weaknesses? How do you think we can see that? I don't really know. Well, no, uh, I, I have some kind of idea. I, of course, there are weaknesses in the system. You know that sometimes uh, information is not going the right way or something else happens. But I also think that um, it, it, it is not it is not a weakness it is um, some kind of um, challenges in the system and I also think that the most patients already knows those weaknesses so they yes are, so of course so we are not exposing them at all we are more no. saying hey let's do this together hey yes this is this is a big challenge and um, I don't think that we are showing them new things something new I, I think nothing is a surprise for our patients. no 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 because the patient is the one who has to take the consequences when it's not working well yeah and you know when when i'm going out and um, have a cup of coffee somewhere then people are complaining about health and social care and then i think hey this is not nice uh, to get all this, those complaints when we are meeting in the library or wherever. And I think it's much better to listen to those complaints together with patients and say, yes, we are aware of this and we want to do it together. So I mm. also know that you are involved in uh, a couple of uh, improvement work um, in, in health and social care. Um, do you have any any tips or tricks? How are, how can you involve patients or relatives in improvement work in health and social care? And when do you involve them? From the beginning, 
it's necessary to involve them from the beginning. And it's just to invite them. We all know people maybe, uh, many people are in contact with healthcare. So, and there are, um, but what, what do you mean, sorry to interrupt you, what do yeah. you mean from the beginning? From the, because normally when we start a project, um, some people already are starting and thinking and then maybe they mm -hmm. have to write a project plan and then the planning is done and then they say, okay, let's start a project. So what do you mean from the beginning? From, from the beginning, from the, from the very first meeting, the patient should be involved because Every time you're just talking about co-production, you are turning yourself away from co-production instead of doing it. So you have to do it. That's the only way. It's necessary that the patient is in the planning from the beginning. Otherwise, it's not co-production. And here is where the fear comes in because I often feel that when I am invited into some uh, some meetings, some of the work is already done because they want to show me that we are, we are this far and we know this. But uh, they have missed, I can say they, they might miss some information mm. and do the wrong things, maybe. So you, you experienced it, uh, they ask you too late? Yes, sometimes. And and what happened then if, if you are coming in or be, uh, are, are invited too late? What, what are the consequences of that? That I feel that my knowledge and my experience is not interesting. It's not important in this. So my role in this group is already uh, we are not uh, on the same level, we are not, their thoughts are more interesting than my thoughts. Okay. And if you are going to do something with the patient, why, I can't understand why you invite the patient after a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, I can't give you an answer, but I just think that it's a way of working that we have to change and uh, that it probably has been has done in another way before. So we really have to be aware of if you start planning a project or maybe you are not even starting a project, you just have some ideas that you already invite some patients. And, and maybe can say, well, this was not a good idea. So it, it won't be an improvement project. We just dropped the idea. Mm. I think we are not used to, to have that in, in the really, really start when you just start your thoughts. And I also think a lot of people want to have their mind clear. What is this all about before they will present something? Uh, mm. so you said before that deal with your insecurity if you don't really know what way is it going you maybe don't want to say that to to patients or representatives um, well we don't know where this is going but i think that that can be a quite nice opening we don't know where this is going yes we have some challenges 
and uh, let's find a way together. I, I, I think that can be very honest and can be very helpful. I, I think that uh, per, uh, patients who are involved in this kind of, of work are, we want to, to help healthcare. Of course, we want to have, we, we don't want to do something against healthcare and make healthcare feel ashamed or something. We want to help. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have been in a lot of groups. Are you talking with those groups about this kind of feelings? Uh, are you asking them um, how can we be equal partners? Well, probably not. It's a bit stupid question for me, but are you just addressing this? That how are we working as a group? How are we working as partners or not? Uh, I have spent five years just learning about what is the problem and, and how healthcare thinks, the people working with improvements. Uh, I have learned so much, but now I feel that I am ready to to maybe take a discussion when it's necessary. It's easier now because I, I know more. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think it could be a responsibility of the whole group, not, not just for the patients, but also the other, the staff, so that you are closing your session every time. As how are we co-producing? How are we doing this? How is the power? How is, uh, what, what weaknesses did we expose? How can we help each other? How can we do this together? Mm. And did we start early enough with patient involvement? That, that we really put that on the agenda. Was it early enough? And is the patient involved in all the stages or are we just uh, keeping the patient invited when the staff is thinking, now the patient is welcome? Who is who is making the decision when a patient can come in and when the patient can go out? Who's making mm -hmm. that decision? And I would be really happy if you would like to address that every time. Who's making that kind of decisions? And when, when, you, when they are presenting or when you are presenting a project, who, who is presenting it? Is it uh, always the staff or is it the staff with patient representatives? Or, so, so that already in the beginning you have some kind of planning how are we going to do this over time and who, who is who is there the times when i have been uh, invited from the beginning and there has been a lot of questions what to do and how to do it and so on uh, my experience is that when i have been invited from the beginning uh, that has helped a lot. And the comments after is, this was fun. This was really, we learned a lot. And uh, why didn't we do it uh, from the beginning, invite the patient from the beginning, the last time we did something, improvement work. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you so much, Marie. So um, if we summarize it a bit quickly, um, then you say, okay, invite the patient from the beginning. And you mean by that already the planning of some kind of project or whatever. Um, help me summarize. What is the other lesson you want to give? You cannot uh, 
do co-production without inviting the patient. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And you said also stop talking, stop talking and start doing it. And do it, yeah. And you see the most, the biggest challenge at, at the system level. Um, so can we challenge people at the system level? Where are your patients or patient representatives in your meetings? Can we mm. talk about that? Okay. Yeah. And what's the problem? Yeah, what's the problem? What's the problem? Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Marie. And I really hope that you soon can go out again in the society and that uh, you will be soon a part of it in real life and not only by telephone and by Zoom. Yes. Thank, thank you. you so much, Marie. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Nicolina. This podcast is made by Kulturum Design and Learning Center in Sweden. <laughs>